For almost 40 years, an incredible phenomena has been occurring in a remote village of Bosnia-Herzegovina, which may contain secrets that could change life as we know it. After hearing of a number of miracles from first-hand witnesses, I wonder if this could be a giant wake-up call for humanity. Considering once these secrets are revealed, it could be too late, this just might be worth taking a look into. I'm Shannon Gieselman, and since the day I discovered this place called Medjugorje, I haven't been able to take my mind off of it. Why doesn't everyone know about it? Well, join me as I bring real-life stories of miracles of Medjugorje and why this is a modern-day case for grace. Welcome to Miracles of Medjugorje. I'm Shannon Gieselman. And I'm here to bring an awareness to an extremely significant event that is happening in the world as we speak. The funny thing is, the more people I asked about it, the more I discover that very few people are even aware that this is happening. Considering the magnitude of these events, I simply cannot shrug it off. So I'm devoting my time and my energy to spread awareness because after a lot of research, I really believe that this is the most significant spiritual event of our time. But hey, that's just me. I invite you to tune in and please decide for yourself. You know, when you get one miraculous story coming from someone, I think you should absolutely be skeptical. But when you get the same types of stories coming from all over the world, from very sincere people, I think you have to stop and consider this could be authentic and very quite possibly something supernatural in nature. What I'm about to tell you is one of the most scientifically investigated apparitions in church history. And the results are, well, they have yet to be able to tell us exactly through our current means of technology. So I think we have to pause and really think about this. Let me just give you a rundown, blow by blow, on exactly what happened on that fateful day of June 24th, 1981. In a remote village of the former Yugoslavia, very communist at the time, two teenage girls, Ivanka and Mariana, they went for a walk. And they were just talking about what any two typical teenagers would talk about. Suddenly, Ivanka looks up and she sees a woman radiating with light hovering above the ground on a cloud. Stay with me. She was holding a baby. And that was really strange because at this place that they were at, it was a very steep, sloped, uh, rocky mountain that no woman would be carrying a baby on. It was just unusual. She, thought, she said to Mariana, look, look up. I think I've seen the lady. Our lady is on the hill. Mariana looks at Ivanka and she says, you're, you're crazy. I mean, as if Our Lady has anything better to do than to appear to the two of us. And so almost offended that Ivanka would even joke at something like this, Mariana decides to just turn around and head back down towards the village. But something stopped her in her tracks and, it, and suddenly an urge came over her to return back to where Ivanka was. And she saw her just standing there, but this time jumping up and down and telling her, please, Mariana, look. And this time, Mariana looks and she sees a very beautiful woman with blue eyes, long dark hair, a gray dress, and white veil. She had a baby in her arms and a crown of 12 stars on her head. At that moment, Mariana didn't even know whether she was dead or alive. She was just so overcome with emotions. It was like an out-of-body experience, I imagine, right? 
just then their friend Visca was out looking for them and Visca too saw this lady on the hill and she just was so scared she ran back down the village right out of her shoes. Um, another boy, his name was Yvonne, was walking by carrying a basket of apples. He also saw the lady and he, he flipped his apples right out of his hands and ran away as fast as he could. The next day, all four children returned to that very same spot. They were called, they were like drawn to it, the same time, the same spot. Visca ran down to get her friend Maria and uh, their friend, 10-year-old Yaakov was his name. Together, all six children again saw the beautiful woman on the hill. By the third day, June 26, word had spread throughout the village. By this time, 3,000 people all gathered around at the same time, at the same place, um, for these where these apparitions had been occurring, which is about 6.40 p.m. They saw the visionaries scale the rocky hill hillside on this steep, steep slope. What would normally take a person 15 minutes, they did it in two. It was as if they were being floated or carried up on top of the hill. Then all of a sudden, the villagers look and they saw all the children drop to their knees at the same time, and their eyes all fixated up in the same spot. And the villagers noticed that they were very shrouded in this mystical light. And that was all they really needed to believe that something supernatural was definitely occurring here. The Virgin greeted the children with the words, praise be to Jesus Christ. This would be the same opening line that she would use for all future appearances. Visca's grandmother had asked her to test the spirit to determine if it was demonic or if it was actually something from God. So on the third day, Visca doused this figure with holy water and she asked it, if you're from God, stay, but if you're from Satan, be gone. So the Virgin just smiled and looked endearingly at the children and said, don't be afraid, dear angels. I am the mother of God. I'm the queen of peace. I am the mother of all people. I know what you're thinking. I, I, I'm sure I probably lost many of you just now. Thanks for tuning in. It was nice knowing you. But for the rest of you, if you're still with me, let's just turn the page, shall we? I mean, who could have guessed that 40 years later, she would still be appearing to these children? This has established the longest occurring series of apparitions in church history. It's also a really long time to keep up a hoax if uh, that's the road you're going down. So the mother of God has promised that when she stops appearing, she will leave a visible and lasting sign undeniably from God, and it will be left on the very spot of her first apparition. Mary has chosen to appear at Medjugorje to urge her children to turn back to the ways of God. And by children, I would mean, that would mean you and me. <laughs> um, and she's also here to give us messages to complete the work that she started back in Fatima, um, where she appeared to three young children back in 1917. That was in Fatima, Portugal. And this is a historical fact. You can look it up. It's on YouTube, Google. In fact, I encourage you to. It's really fascinating. She uh, referenced her continuation, the confirmation of this continuation of Fatima, um, in one of her messages in August 25th, 1991. She says, I call all of you, dear children, to pray and fast still more firmly, so that with your help, everything I desire to realize in the secrets I began in Fatima may be fulfilled. I call you, dear children, to grasp the importance of my coming and the seriousness of the situation. 
So to give you a little background on Fatima, the church approved these apparitions where Mary gave the three young seers or visionaries three secrets. And two of those three secrets have already come true. So that's what they're saying. The continuation is probably has to do with a third secret. The Blessed Mother is now in the process of giving 10 secrets to each of the children in Medjugorje, um, now adults, I guess I should say, and uh, some of them have already received all 10 secrets. They, uh, the secrets will be revealed um, at allegedly in Mariana's lifetime. And Mariana, just in case you're wondering, is a little bit older than me. While the secrets are an important part of Medjugorje, it's not the focus. Um, Mary wants us to really concentrate on our own personal conversions. And in order to help us, she's given us five tools to keep us on the right path. And it also helps for the conversion of other non-believers. So the five tools are Holy Mass, monthly confession, Bible reading, daily prayer, especially the rosary, and fasting on bread and water on Wednesdays and Fridays. And there's a whole method to that madness, which we can get into at a later date. But um, yeah, fasting. I've been trying that lately and uh, it's not easy, I have to say. <laughs> so um, since the apparitions began, you know, the visionaries humbly say they are no more special than you or me. And they spend as much as six hours a day in prayer and they fast up to three times a week on bread and water. I don't know about you, but I could not do that. That's a lot of fasting. Oh my gosh. Um, so Pope John Paul II, um, he was a very revered Pope of our time. He made several personal statements giving his wholehearted support to the apparitions. And when the visionary Mariana traveled to Rome, he found out that she was there and asked to see her in person. And he told her he knew everything about Medjugorje. And he said, you know, I've been following the messages of Medjugorje. Please ask the pilgrims to pray for my intentions and to take good care of it because it is the hope for the entire world. And had I not been Pope, I would already be in Medjugorje a long time ago. Those were his words. So since 1981, over 50 million people have traveled to Medjugorje, and it continues to draw in like 2 million a year. A lot of these visitors are repeat um, tourists as well, or pilgrims, because they, they long to come back to feel that otherworldly feeling of extraordinary peace that so many people often claim to experience when they go there. So it leads them to come back time and time again. This place is said to be where heaven meets earth, where rosaries turn from silver to gold and where the sun dances and spins in the sky. Miracles, conversions, and healings, they take place all the time there. But most importantly, Medjugorje and all of its wonders is really about strengthening the faith of all humanity, even the hardest of hearts. All right, that concludes today's segment. I think that's enough for you to digest for now. Next, I'll be talking about how I discovered Medjugorje and why I've been led to come on here to use this platform to educate people about it. If you have any questions or comments or maybe your own personal testimony about Medjugorje, I would love to hear from you. So if you just want to drop me an email, I'm at miraclesofmedjugorjepodcast at gmail.com. 
Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, God bless.